You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 063. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 63. Oh, and before I let you listen to this seriously awesome episode, if I do say so myself, I wanted to put a little bug in your ear about an awesome new class that I have coming up that the doors will open for early bird registration in just over a week. So mark your calendars, Tuesday, August 26th. I will be starting registration, early bird registration for Badass Boot Camp, which is my most affordable group course that I've ever put together. I ran it for the first time last year, uh, right about this time, and it was phenomenal. It's a 21-day class. We have uh, three weeks of topics. The first one is all about dealing with your inner mind games and kind of that nasty little voice that's always telling you that you're not good enough and all of that shit. We dismantle that from the very get-go. Then we get into self-love and self-respect and how to start cultivating a new relationship with yourself. And then we round out the series by dealing with people-pleasing and like kind of this comparison game, perfectionist poison. So we do kind of a full circle with all of the principles and tools that I use with my coaching clients. And the best news is that it is all (laughs) for under a hundred bucks. Plus you get three awesome bonuses. One of them actually is an awesome audio lesson about uh, sex and relationships. So you can start working on some relationship stuff while you're also working on who you want to be in this world. So if you've ever really wanted to do a little bit of coaching, do some personal development, but funds always seem to be an issue, this is the absolute perfect opportunity for you. I'll tell you much more about it next week. I just wanted to put a little bug in your ear if that's something you know you want. Tune in next week, and I'll tell you more about it. All right, bye. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Oh, hello there, love of my life. Hello, bride of mine. Sweet bride of mine. (laughs) Remember Axl Rose? (laughs) Oh my God. Remember that little shuffle he used to do? Yeah. And the friggin' bandana and that stringy-ass hair. Remember Axl Rose. <laughs> He's still around. Of course, yeah. Guy's still rocking out there somewhere. Oh, my gosh. I worked with a gal who, um, she, would, she had long hair, and um, she would wear a bandana like that, uh-huh. and she would always be like, so this is my Axl Rose look. <laughs> it is. It's it, the Axl Rose look. Although he, he didn't invent that. No. But he's known for it. No. But I do I do like that look. It's very thug. Yeah? Thugged out? Says the white girl from Orange County. Yeah. Because I'd look like a real thug with that on. Uh, thug life? Yeah. No. I just all. bought a thug life shirt with Tupac on it for, for Heather for her birthday. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Like, coming full circle. I had pictures of Tupac. Like, mag- did you ever do this? Like, take pictures out of a magazine and put them all, all over your wall? Yeah, of course. Of course, that's like 
that's like part of being a kid. Isn't it? Isn't I, it? Do kids do that these days? I don't know any kids. Maybe not. Maybe it's on know, their phones or something. I don't know <laughs> teens. I don't know any teens. Do you? <laughs> yeah, but speaking of Tupac, like uh, he just, his Broadway show just went under. Uh, okay, wait, like, okay, wait. Okay, wait. Just pause, pause, pause. Because oh, I, I need to hear about this. I, <laughs> I need to hear about this. Okay. But first, I just need to tell everybody that they're on the right podcast. If yes. They, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they clicked on it and they're like, wait a minute, I was going to learn two people rapping like what are, they- <laughs> are, this, are these white people talking about old school <laughs> rap? What? OK, so welcome to the show, everybody. So typically what we do is we'll bounce back between life topics and love topics. So today we're going to do actually a kind of a meaty, sensitive one. Um, and it's based off of a blog post I did a couple of years ago, actually. And it is holy shit. I am married and I am attracted to somebody else. Oh, wah, wah, wah. there must be something wrong with me. Hey, right. So we're going to give you our our two cents and then some. Is it more like two dollars? Yeah. On the matter. Well, with inflation. Yeah. <laughs> Considering the economy, <laughs> it's going to be more than two cents. And uh, but before worth more than two cents. What? It's worth more than two. cents. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but. Before we do, we always like to do what we call shoot the shit, the STS segment, where we just kind of talk about shit that doesn't matter. We just got to warm up the mics a little bit. That's right. Um, so warm it up with Tupac. Oh, my God. Oh, so so shoot the Tupac, he, no. he had a Broadway show? Yeah, there was a Broadway show. It only lasted a couple months. It just uh, closed its doors. Um, it was way too expensive. It was the hologram that they had at the music festival. Oh. They made that into a Broadway show, and it was like... You know, a bunch of his like music videos with him in it as a hologram, like uh, with live people and everything around. But he was the hologram in it, oh. and it just got too expensive, and there wasn't enough people uh, coming to see it. And I think that there was some mishandling of money in there too. So he uh, misappropriation misappropriation of funds. Wow. So yeah, close the doors. It's done. And what's that whole thing about? There's like a whole thing about him not really being dead. And oh, the Machiavellian thing. Yeah. 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 He's dead. Come on. I know. But he guy. was so beautiful with his yeah. lashes. <laughs> he had those long curly lashes. He was just prophetic. Yeah. You know, he had a ton of amazing like um, things that came true in his music. Right. You know. Nuts. Anyway. You know a good word for that? Fatidic. Fatidic? Fatidic. Yeah. Of or relating to prophecy. Mm. Fatidic. Yeah. Like yes. I'll put it right there next to prophetic. Okay. Okay. That sounds awesome. They're on the shelf together. Okay, so let's talk about shit that matters. All right. Let's do Even that. Even though that does matter to sure me. Sure it matters. Sure it matters. Sure, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure it matters. I'll be your boyfriend. I'll be your boyfriend, yeah. I'll be your boyfriend, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like you. Do you like me? I do like you. You are my friend? You're a nice young man, and I am your friend. You want to be my boyfriend? Well, yeah, I won't be your boyfriend. Why not? You do well, not I like can me. be. Yeah, I can be. No boyfriend. Yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, my God. I got to <laughs> write Borat that down. reference. Yeah. How many Borat references can we do? In... There's too many. I do. I haven't There's watched Borat in a while. Me either. Let's pull it out. Dumb and Dumber is another one you can bring. have so many Tons. little sound bites from. I do Dumb and Dumber a lot, and I also do... Um, Pulp Fiction. No, no, like with my brother in particular, we do... SNL? No. Um, Is it charades or are you going to tell me? Well, if you would just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Office space, dude. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. 
my brother and I are we're always yeah. like, yeah. We need you to come in on Saturday. Yeah, you need to come in on Saturday. <laughs> um, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Oh my god. All right. So let's talk about holy shit. I am married and attracted to someone else. Um. So okay, I'm just gonna give you a handful of points about this, and we're gonna sound off on this. And we have not prepared anything together, so we'll no, do, we're just gonna organically discuss all it. off the cuff. Off the cuff. That's how we do it. That's right. So the first thing you need to know about this is that you are normal. Okay, you are a normal human there's nothing wrong with you all right my first thought is so what that was your first thought yeah yeah attracted to someone else so what right like it doesn't have to mean anything but we make it mean a bunch of shit like there's something wrong with me i'm I'm, marriage is doomed i'm not loyal i'm a horrible person um and then we start spinning like well if i feel this way does my spouse feel this way does he want to be with somebody else to do it you know and you just make it monolithic the deal is we live far fucking longer than we have in the past. So when you used to sign up for marriage, you was signed up for like a couple decades at the most. Right. Now <clears throat> you're with the same person for evs, you that's know. That's the deal, right? That's the <laughs> That's the contract. That's the contract, right? That's how it goes. So that to think that a human our human nature that is sexual innately that we would just automatically ignore any other sexual stimuli and only have it laser focused on the person that is just asinine. It's even scientifically. It's like what animals don't even do that. (laughs) Well, I think of, you know, marriage vows, you say love and honor, right? Mm -hmm. So as long as you're honoring that other person, then so what? I love that. That's true. And we're going to we're going to talk about that, too. So. um, So the first thing, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there that you're normal. And I remember talking to you uh, about um, when you were teaching, speaking to a group of massage therapists, which if you guys don't know, that's what Mr. Smith does. He's an educator and a body worker. And so he was speaking to this group. It's my thug life. That's your thug life. And they were. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Remember when I used to ask you how your day was and you were always like fraught with danger. Fraught with danger. Yeah. And I'm like, really? The life of a massage therapist, totally yeah. fraught with danger. Yeah. Got like, a concealed carry and everything because I'm just pretty. Uh, pretty the stakes high. are high. This is high stakes job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were going to say I was speaking to a Okay, group. so you're speaking to them and they asked you, they were all new therapists. Have you ever oh, been yeah, attracted yeah, 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 yeah. to somebody that you worked on? Yeah. And you were like. Yes. Absolutely. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And they, they were all surprised. They were like, uh, 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 yeah. you know, waiting for you to do what? Lie. Because yeah. everybody knows that's just not reality. Right. But then you followed it up with, but I am a professional. So I think that's such a great metaphor for everything we're going to talk about today because there is such a difference between having a fleeting emotion or an attraction and what you choose to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like what you feel versus your actions are two totally different things. So before we jump into that, the next thing I want you to think about is I want you to separate the current state of your relationship or marriage. I mean, this could be married or just in a committed relationship. I want you to separate the current state of your relationship from being attracted to someone else. 
So what I mean by that is if you're not happy in your relationship, it's so easy to justify infidelity or cheating or or flirting, even if you're not actually like following through with a full-blown cheat that, you know, like, well, he's a dick to me, so of course I'm going to like text this guy right? or, you know, send him dirty pictures to me or whatever you do, right? So are you Snapchatting, right? (laughs) So it might be true that your spouse is a dick. It might be true that they deserve it or that they've got it coming to them. But you acting out of vindictiveness, uh, acrimony, malice, that is not an empowering place to make choices from. Right. So regardless of the state of your relationship, if you are specifically making actions out of something like that, like malice or acrimony, that's where you really need to check yourself because we want whatever choices that you make, whatever actions you actually choose, we want those to be one from a place of personal empowerment and something that feels good to you. Like, I feel good about this choice. I honor myself and my spouse. Right. So it could be... Um, it could, you know, like I said, it could be that they actually are a jerk and that they do deserve it, you know, right. but does that, it, it does that harm or hurt you? It's just like if you, you know, we've talked about forgiving somebody else and we think, oh God, they don't deserve to be forgiven, mm-hmm. but who's suffering? They're just hanging out doing whatever. You're the one <laughs> suffering by having all of this anger and malice and spite towards somebody and like, I'm not going to forgive them. Yeah. You can actually create so much alleviation and energy expansiveness by actually saying, I choose to forgive you, but I also choose my actions. That doesn't mean I'm going to allow you into my life or do the same things over and over again, but I'm not going to carry that burden any longer. So that's all I'm saying about really noticing the current state of your relationship versus being attracted to somebody else. They're actually two totally different things. They stand alone. The third thing that I wanted to mention is that you have every right to feel the way you feel. So let go of voting on yourself or being like you're wrong or you're a bad person or you're not loyal or you're not devoted. Like all the shit we make up just because we experience some piece of our humanity that we didn't expect because of societal stigmas or culture or everything telling us that relationship looks this way, marriage looks this way. And we don't we don't really talk. I mean, that's why we do all this stuff on this pod is we try to really talk about what really happens inside of a relationship when you have kids, when you don't deal with your own shit, all that stuff. Yeah. So <clears throat> give yourself the permission to feel what you feel. If you're attracted to somebody, just let it be. You don't have to do anything about it. That's the thing that we often feel. Like, you know, last podcast we were talking about getting fit and how, um, you know, you have this feeling of wanting to eat cake, right? Right. Just because you have that emotion of wanting to eat that cake in the moment doesn't mean that it's the best choice for you. And it doesn't mean you have to act on that impulse. Right. And oftentimes it will subside. You know, That's a good point. There yeah. will be a time when it starts to taper off, and we'll talk about when it doesn't, too. That's true. Um, the fourth thing is, and this is kind of what I was just pointing to, is that you are always at choice with your actions, despite 
what your emotions say to you in that moment, right? Because a lot of times, I like that quote. We feel like, oh, oh, if I, if I have this emotion, like I, oh, look, I'm really attracted to this coworker of mine, then I must act on it. I must explore it. I must feel. I must live into it. And what we don't realize is there's a difference between a fleeting emotion and a constant way of being. Mm-hmm. You know, there's two. Those are two very, very different things. Well, this will be a good question for you then. Okay. Um, should you dig into why you feel attraction to other people? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's that's actually. Um, Your next one. one of, it's not my next one, but it's one it's of one my of points. Them? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. For I can sure. wait. I can wait then. Um, because there are, but that is a really great point. There, there are so many reasons why we stray or why we start seeking attention elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I've gone through, um, I know you've been attracted to other people through the course of our marriage, but not nearly as impactful as me. You know, right. like I've had two pretty intense situations where I was very, very attracted to somebody else. And the... um it didn't stop like it it wasn't like I just wrote it out like okay I no longer want this cake so I'm good and I actually had to follow suit with my actions to terminate that feeding that plant basically watering that plant in both situations Mm -hmm. and that was a conscious choice of action and behavior and in both scenarios um you and I had really open conversations about them you were all and, and this is really part of why we were able to work through it so easily was you gave me the expanse to feel what I feel, but then really asked for particular actions from me. You never said you're wrong for feeling that what's wrong with you. You automatically went to, is there something happening in our relationship that you're not getting? Right. And then we were able to talk it out. And for me, what was really hard was there wasn't anything. I wasn't going, God, I'm missing, I I just want somebody to ask me how my day was or I'm missing romance or my sex life is waning or whatever. Every, like I was racking my brain trying to figure out what's wrong with me. I have everything in my relationship. Why would I be attracted to somebody else? Right, which I'm sure a lot of other people out there are going through or have gone through. Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually far more common yeah. that something's lacking in their relationship. I think that's far more sure. common. Because how many people have a really evolved relationship where you can dissect it all and you we can talk all about it. Yeah. And, so what was it for you? Um, I forget. Well, part of it is really what my first point was is that you never stop being a sexual being. You mm. never stop being um attracted to other people, right? And so then I think it becomes a part of, like when I first uh, did a post about this on my blog, somebody brought up how at their core, they don't know if they totally buy into monogamy. Mm-hmm. And we've had friends who are polyamorous and have you know multiple boyfriends and lovers and relationships. Sure. And it works remarkably well for them. For them. For them, yeah. right? So, um, and I, I often feel have entertained the thought that that we may have more than one soulmate we might have people we might even meet them where or we might meet them at the wrong time you know and things like that but where i'm at in my life what i've chosen is a life with one man and and 
at this point in my life, I feel so solid about that. And I love that choice for myself. So it's not something where in, in both situations, it wasn't a situation where I'm like, this is really, really tugging at me. Because there are, for some people, like a great example are people who are, um, who are closeted homosexuals. And they are trying really hard to honor their marriage. Right. And they're trying really, really hard to live in, you know, in integrity and all these things. But there's this core piece of them Mm -hmm. that is pulling at them, telling them like you are living a lie. So that is totally per person. Like that is introspective. That is you having to get really, really clear that the sacrifices that you're making in service of your relationship are truly what you do want yeah. for the grand scheme of your life. Well, and your boundaries have to be clear. Mm-hmm. If your boundaries aren't clear, then you don't, you know, that's easy to cross them, hmm. right? If you've got nice, clear boundaries of this is what honors my spouse and this is what doesn't, and it's been discussed, you know, hey, I'm attracted to somebody. Like, you know, what are the boundaries in your relationship? Some people are polyamorous and their boundaries are very... Loose. Very broad. Very broad, yeah. Right? And others are like, you know what? If you look at somebody's ass, I'm going to kick yours. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then there's there's a different dynamic there where it's, um, it's people speaking from jealousy. Sure. Oh, yeah, of course. You know. Course. Um, or the lack of, like in a polyamorous, right? That's a complete lack of jealousy. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors at play here. Um so there might be situations where you can't be honest with your partner about what you feel because uh, they deal with their own insecurity and jealousy. Right. So, you know, conversing about this is nearly off the table, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of things at play. What I really wanted to be vigilant about in this post was twofold. One, that you are human and you are normal and there's no reason to berate yourself for feeling what you feel. And the second is that you are always a deliberate creator of your choice of action. I like that. You are always in control. Deliberate creator of your choice and action. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you are. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Nobody is holding a gun to your head. You get to decide. And you also get to decide where you're coming from. Are you acting out of, um, like, for instance, if it's somebody who is coming out of the closet and they need to break up a a heterosexual marriage in order to do that, it is, okay, I'm going to make these choices about leaving this marriage because the cost of staying in it is too high for for me personally. It Mm -hmm. costs myself. You know, like I've always said, um, what I feel very strongly about is like self first, self and spirituality first, spouse second, you know? So okay, I am, uh, and I also think that's why we come together in such an amazing way is because we're not looking, we're not codependent. Like you right. need to define me or create We're two entities on our own. Totally. Together we're a third entity. But we also highly value ourself. Yes. As individuals. Yeah. So you know, that's a piece of it is really looking at um, what, and I'll I'll just jump to this actually. Um, This was my final point, but what is really truly going on? Mm. Yeah. That's what I was getting at with my question. Right. So what I came to with me is that there was a couple of things going on. Um, I recognize that I am 
when I would start turning to these other people and like texting them or whatever, um, it was when I was feeling disconnected from you, like just time-wise, like we hadn't had a lot of dates. Mm -hmm. So I was just feeling needy emotionally. It wasn't that I would ever say that my relationship didn't fulfill me or I just needed more of it in that moment. Right. Right. Um, The other was uh, excitement and thrill. It was a desire for excitement. And it didn't have to be sexual. It could have been a new business venture. It could have been a new workout. Yeah. It could have been making a new friendship. Mm-hmm. It was just the fact that I was craving something, something new. and l- looking to fulfill it through something that wasn't healthy for me. So knowing that and identifying right it, then I could go, okay, here's what I'm craving. Let's let's book a sex date, you and I, right. or you know, let's no, book an adventure. You, you made a great point. Is you know what's healthy for me? Yeah. You know, and if you really look at it, and you think I'm really attracted to that person, and I want to go for it. Right. It's you can decide whether that's a healthy choice or not. Right. Right. And but I and and you know thinking about the uh, what happens afterwards doesn't always. And sometimes hit it's being in an, in the middle of a mess that feels out of integrity because I have certainly met people who found their soulmate soulmate while they were still married. Yeah. Yeah. And they end up ending their relationship in order to pursue this new one. But I have yet to see somebody go through that and feel really, really good about the infidelity piece. Right. You know, it's like, what do you need to do to feel clean about starting this new relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying that stay in the one you're in if it's not for you or not pursue something that feels totally viscerally like there's something here for me. Yeah, it feels right. Yeah. I'm just saying do it in a way that feels clean mm-hmm. and that you can feel proud of yourself and that you're proud of your behaviors because I I, I don't know many people who've gone through that. Pro- I've seen plenty of people come out the other end and feel good about their choice and know that they ultimately ended up with the right person, all of that stuff, right? But very few of them feel like the actual process of it was awesome and clean. Yeah, They usually felt... A little remorseful, a little dirty, a little like um, deceitful. Yeah. So the emotions that they were experiencing around this choice was really showing them like this doesn't feel good. It's not healthy. This is probably not the correct method of pursuing this thing. Like, and it and it might be awesome, but like at least be separated. Have you know decide what's going on right. before you start entering into this new thing. Don't muddy the water. Don't muddy that water. So. Um, but yeah, so what's really, really going on? Is it a sign of something else? Like, like for instance, what I said, is it, if, is it something like, well, I'm really attracted to this person because I'm gay, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what's really going on here is I am living a closeted life and here's the problem. I can live forever acquiescing to everybody else's idea of what marriage should be what i should do what i at a cost to self to my being yeah so i say honor that marriage honor that union as long as it does is not a direct compromise to all that you are yeah right yeah because i love i i think the idea of honoring marriage and all of that is so amazing right but I don't think at all costs, like like in that scenario, I don't say stay trying to be straight. Right. Well, that would be unhonorable as well, right? To self. 
to self, right? However, you would be still honoring your vows. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's where people get right. stuck in this integrity thing, you know, and they get real stuck in like what they're supposed to do or what's the right way. And then what happens? You just end up sneaking around, you know? What mm-hmm. if you just called a spade a spade? Right. You know, but we're so terrified of that. Um, so your job is always to dig deep and look at like what is really truly going on. It, is it... Is there really a true dynamic connection with this other person that I feel I must pursue? Most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's you're getting something there that you're not getting in your marriage or that you're just not getting in life in general. Sure. That's another thing too is, and we've talked about this a lot, that we expect our partner to be everything. Yeah, we talked about that a few podcasts ago. Like what happens if you have this really incredible marriage, but then this new person that you meet loves to shop and your partner doesn't like to shop. And then now you go, oh my gosh, well, I'm I'm meeting this man who loves to shop. It's like, well, maybe that's what you are craving is some a shopping partner. Right. Like you, that doesn't but have to be your spouse. It doesn't right. have to be your spouse. It could be a friend. It could be a relative. It could be anybody else. I think that's how a lot of like innocent things become problems. Right. Is they start getting, well, it's just an innocent thing. I'm just shopping. Mm-hmm. Right. But then the boundaries get muddled. Right. Yes. Those boundaries have to be clear. This is a shopping partner. This, If there's an attraction, they need to understand that it ends at shopping. Right. Those are the boundaries that I'm talking about. Yes. And that's so perfect. That's like the exact perfect segue into my final point, which is call. Smitty segue. It's a smitty segue. (laughs) (laughs) I love when you do shit like that. Um, Call a spade a spade with the actions you choose. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Preach sister. So for instance, like that, if you're saying, oh, it's just shopping. And you know very well you're shopping till the store closes where they have to give you a ride home. And it's like the actions you're choosing aren't boundaried and they aren't in service of you. You know, it's like, you know, the the analogy with the the cookie or the, the cake. It's like really wanting to lose weight and you're like well I'm not going to eat this cake but I'm just going to buy the cake and I'm going to just leave it in the fridge (laughs) it's like you're choosing these actions that are not supporting what you really want right yeah or what you so you need to be really really clear like oh oh, it's okay if we're still Facebook friends or oh it's okay if we still text it's like well what are you inviting by doing that Mm mm-hmm yeah what are you watering what plant are you watering and is it something that you want to grow yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that, that's all valuable information. Because I think that's where we get really tripped up is when we feel any sort of excitement, attraction, or like, like let's say you that person you're kind of attracted to physically, you find out that they love shopping, and then your your emotions like you release these endorphins, and you get like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? Does this mean I need to like check this out and and see if there's something here? Mm-hmm. No. It means that you happen to vibe on the same wavelength as somebody else. Yeah. You have some stuff in common. So you can take this and water the fuck out of that plant if you want and see if it grows into something. But there will be a cost. So for the two of us, both situations that we went through, one was like right out of my marriage or right right when we first got married. It was like the first year of marriage. Yeah. Um, and it came down to I had to stop emailing this person, stop hanging out with it. Like it was like a real... It, it was a choice on behalf of both of us. Yeah. 
And um, and the second situation, it was the same thing. It was like I I knew that the choices I needed to make about my actions was complete severance from both of these people. Like no emailing, no texting, no getting to get like out basically out of my life for the most part. Yeah. And that was the action that was the best choice for us. And what happened both times, which was so awesome, was our marriage hit like this incredible like peak ramp up. Yeah. Where both times, it, for me, both times, I felt like I don't feel like I'm getting 100% of you. Yeah. And that's what bothered me. Like if we're going to be in this and it's, you know, a union of 100%, and it's not 100%, meaning you're 50% and I'm 50%. It's I'm 100% and you're 100%, yep, 100. right? So if if you're feeling like you're not 100%, then there might be something you need to talk about, either internally or with your partner. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the thing that I remember really distinctly feeling the first time around, even though, God, that was like 15 years ago, 14 years ago? 14. How long have we been married? 15. 15? 14 years ago. So we've been in our first year. Um, I remember thinking, I I remember hearing a comedian say, marriage is about being committed to being committed. Mm. That you ebb and flow with your emotions. You don't always feel like you want to jump their bones. You don't always feel super attracted to them. So the emotion parts are fleeting sometimes and will ebb and flow. But it, it's about committed, being committed to being committed. And I re- and at the time, that really resonated with me. I mean, obviously, I don't agree with that if it's like a homosexual situation or yeah, abusive yeah. situation. Sure. Like, of course. You don't need to be committed to that. Um but for us, it was true. Like, I really was with my soulmate. I really was with an incredible partner, a match for me. And I was not reciprocating the no, way you deserved. And, but I was also fucking 20. You yeah. know what I mean? So I Well, I that's still, why I let you feel what you feel. Because right. I knew you were younger and I knew that you were going to be going through those types of emotions. So, you know, to take those away from you or to try to uh, hold on tightly. Make me wrong. Yeah, or make you wrong was just going to make the situation worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I remember thinking at that point, I need to behave and act as though I love him and treat him like I love him. Even if my instinct right now is to want to call this other person or text this other person. So I need to choose behaviors that support the big goal that I want, what I really, really want, which is to, to be a hundred, a hundred. And what was incredible is it followed suit. Like I started behaving that way, you know, showing you a lot of affection, sitting on your lap mm-hmm, and sending mm-hmm. you messages that I loved you so much. And it completely rekindled things. And right. it was like we got through this amazing thing and I got back to what I really, truly wanted. It was like I just had this weird little sidetrack because <laughs> I was yeah. human, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And same thing many years later. And the deal is, is if you don't water it, that plant won't grow. Yeah. It'll fucking die. And so when I put this other person completely out of my radar, you know, the second time around, now it's like not even an issue. Right. I don't even think about, I mean, it's like <laughs> not even close. Now, you got that out of your system. What that could have been, anything, I mean, I'll never know. But I'm also really, really content and happy with the choices that I made. Um, Me too. And, and that 
was really in service of us. Yeah. And we just keep getting better and better. And we're like holding hands right now. How cute. Baby, Baby, I love you. (laughs) Um, But I'm just so grateful that I can, uh, first of all, that I can talk to you about all that stuff. Yeah. And that I have such an evolved man to immediately go to what do you need? What are you not getting instead of making me wrong? But I'm also really grateful to be in a place where I can share this with everybody else. Yeah. And, um, pretty candid, uh, conversation, you know, and it's not easy, you know? And, um, so, so the thing is, is like with that, the whole cake analogy, like the cake will probably never look gross to you or make you want to like leave in the refrigerator long enough. uh, Yeah. Right. 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 But, (laughs) but that's what I'm saying. Like if you keep nurturing that connection, if you keep making choices about texting or Facebooking or whatever, like it only makes you want the cake more. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to not eat that cake or be tempted by that cake, don't bring it in the house. Right. Right. So you can really be a a deliberate um, creator of your action. Like just choose what supports you the best. So I'm not telling you that maybe this marriage, mar- you know, that marriage is the end all be all that you're in right now. It might need to be something that you end, but end it in integrity. End it with um, being proud of yourself. End it cleanly. Do it in such a way that whatever you need to do, do it in such a way that um, that you're really proud of the person that you are. That's what I'm always going to point you to. Yeah, that should be for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes it's about shutting that shit down and paying attention to your relationship. And sometimes it's about, okay, I'm done putting effort into this marriage. I'm done. So there's no blanket issue uh, or a blanket solution in this case except to dig deep. To really look at what's going on here for you. Know that you're human, but then also be a deliberate chooser of your action. Um, and I really hope that this has been comforting in some regard, you know, that, that you're normal and there's nothing wrong with you. And, and we, we have nurtured that over the years to allow each other the expanse to be in our own sexuality, to be sexual beings, um, to be attracted to what we're attracted to. Like Mr. Smith openly checks out like every ass that walks by him. (laughs) But I am so clear. First of all, we have this, you know, almost two decades of ridiculous trust that we built up. Right. Not only that, but I experienced the same sort of attractions to certain things. Like I'm also really, really attracted to boobs, like women. I love boobs and like I will always look at boobs, but I know what that is for me. And so I know what looking at asses are for you. Like, right. And I don't want to make you wrong because I also want the freedom to look at what I look at right. and not be wrong right, right. and know where my heart is and know, you know. So anyway, I mean, we could go on and on, on about and on, that, but, for sure. uh, but there is, there is a way to create conscious relationship with two people who want to evolve together. it Where it's problematic is when somebody refuses to grow or open or learn about things or, you know, that's where it, where it becomes kind of an issue. But anyway, I hope this was helpful for you guys. Would love to hear from you as always. There's always comment section on the blog uh, under each podcast if you want to sound off on this. I'd love to hear from you. And um, go by thejoyjunkie.com if you haven't done so already you can get a free life and love digital kit and then you hang out with me and you can hear uh, you'll automatically be notified of everything that happens on the pod and all sorts of awesome shit I have going on you do have a lot going on on your website it's crazy yeah I'm always trying to 
do something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. keep it fresh. But I got all choked up. I got really emotional about Aww. getting through that with you. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was. Definitely was. Yeah, I just really. Made us a lot stronger, that's for sure. It's such a testament to the man you are. It really is. And the woman you are. Oh, thank for you. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Aw. Yeah. Tissue time. Tissue time. Issue in the tissues. Issue in the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you benefit from the pod, please, please, please leave us an iTunes review. I can't emphasize that enough. It really means the world to us. We never know if we're really landing out there or not. And um, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Definitely was. Yeah, I just really. Made us a lot stronger, that's for sure. It's such a testament to the man you are. It really is. And the woman you are. Oh, thank for you. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Aww. Yeah. Tissue time. Tissue time. Issue in the tissue. Issue in the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you benefit from the pod, please, please, please leave us an iTunes review. I can't emphasize that enough. It really means the world to us. We never know if we're really landing out there or not. And um, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Definitely was. Yeah. I just really. Made us a lot stronger. That's for sure. It's such a testament to the man you are. It really is. And the woman you are. Oh, thank for you. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Aw. Yeah. Tissue time. Tissue time. Issue in the tissues. Issue in the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you benefit from the pod, please, please, please leave us an iTunes review. I can't emphasize that enough. It really means the world to us. We never know if we're really landing out there or not. And um, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was. Definitely was. Yeah, I just really... Made us a lot stronger, that's for sure. It's such a testament to the man you are. It really is. And the woman you are. Oh, thank for you. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. Tissue time. Tissue time. Issue in the tissues. Issue in the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you benefit from the pod, please, please, please leave us an iTunes review. I can't emphasize that enough. It really means the world to us. We never know if we're really landing out there or not. And um, it, it's just great to hear when it when it's helpful 